It's no secret that the way that we do hair has changed a ton in the past decade. But is the way that we are pricing keeping up? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But I wanna dive a little deeper on this topic today. It is so important to be charging correctly and making sure your business is profitable, which sounds obvious, right? But what does that mean? To start with, we want to make sure that we're accounting for expenses and ditching the days of emotional discounting. Now, from talking to the hairstylists who are part of my Instagram and podcast communities, who are students in my programs, and those who I work with one-to-one, restructuring their businesses, here's the one thing I have noticed is happening all over our industry. And the thing is emotional discounting or to phrase it differently, choosing pricing based on our comfort or what we feel a client can afford. I want to give you a couple examples. So sometimes this can look like a price ceiling or having a certain number that it feels uncomfortable to go above. Sometimes when we look at the total cost of all the services added up, you find yourself removing a couple or tweaking the prices so that it's a number that you're more comfortable saying out loud. Or sometimes it's feeling like you need to quote grandfather in clients who have been seeing you for a long time, even when it's eating into your profit margins and leading you to need to work longer hours to hit your goals, which is of course gonna lead to you feeling resentful. I want you to look around you. All businesses have raised their prices due to inflation in the last couple of years, especially. It's unavoidable. The boxes of gloves and foils have pretty much doubled our, you know, electricity, food bills, all of it. So I want you to just really take this in for a second. And this month we have been talking a lot about money mindset because it's something that I see so many stylists struggling with. And I want you to understand that it's not on you alone to absorb the cost of inflation and to lose money month over month. You don't have to feel guilty about charging out your services properly, okay? I truly believe that the antidote to emotional discounting is a really solid and firm and deep understanding of how to price your services, how to calculate those prices, and why. So that it becomes less about emotion and ringing out your client becomes a simple equation of this is how long it took me and this is how much product I use. It gets a whole lot easier. And listen, we're not talking as much about pricing structure today because there are different ways to do this that all work equally well. Some people love hourly pricing. Some people love package pricing. There's so many different ways to do it, but understanding your expenses is instrumental in all of it. So let me know in a DM if you want to go deeper on pricing in a future episode, but today I'm going to be diving into emotional discounting and how to combat it. And I have a really special guest today. Her name is Alicia Soulier, and she is the founder and CEO of Salon Scale. Salon Scale is 
a really incredible technology, one that I used behind the chair and recommend to my coaching clients because it just allows you to automate and it makes your life so much easier. And what Salon Scale does is essentially calculate in real time um, the cost of the product that you're using as you're doing the service. It has a ton of other features, but that is the one that we're going to really be focusing on today. Real talk here, you're a business owner, okay? So don't let your passion and your love for your clients take away from making smart business decisions. Great money and great guest experience are not mutually exclusive, my friend, okay? So on that note, let's dive into my interview with Alicia. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi, Alicia. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. I'm super excited to have you. Thanks for having me, Jody. So for anyone who may not be super familiar with you and your story and salon scale, could you just give us a little bit of background info on how you kind of got started in the beauty industry and then what prompted you to create salon scale because it was very very new technology yeah i mean my story started like many many others i had a passion for doing hair probably since good old barbie days but you know it it blossomed into going to hair school right out of high school and then i was just on a mission to you know get behind the chair and build that clientele and it led me to become an independent stylist. I was an independent stylist, ran my own suite for about a year and a half, and then wanted the next thing. I wanted a salon. So then I opened my salon about four years after doing hair, and I opened a 10-chair salon in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You know, as a young 25-year-old, I think I was 25 at the time when I opened the salon, I really didn't understand much about you know, business too much, but I just knew I wanted to make the world better. And I wanted my staff to be able to be in an atmosphere where they were supported. So years went by and the bills were barely getting covered. And that's when I had to start like diving into the business. And as I dove into the business, I found out one of the biggest flaws in the industry and that we as an industry have never separated our parts from labor, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But That was the birth of Salon Scale. I had this massive light bulb moment where I went and got ice cream and I was charged by weight. I was painting the salon. They had a machine. We painted the the paint came from the machine. And I was like, what if we just put these two together? Like, why doesn't the salon have a machine? And then that's when I said, wait a minute. I'm like, like, there's like what if we just had an update in technology? What if we just had a scale with a like an app yeah. that could like connect maybe via Bluetooth? And the birth of Salon Scale started. I think I, I jumped. I did. I ran as fast as I could into this. If I knew now what I was going to go through, I, I, I don't know if I would have jumped as fast. <laughs> um, 
But I did. I jumped and I found a local technical company that could build me my first MVP. And like my entire life changed the moment that I saw how much a handful of pens costed in Olaplex. Right. That was the moment that um, everything changed for me. It it was truly the life changing moment. And that's when I knew I had something and I had something that was going to change the industry. And that was the birth of Salon Scale. That is amazing. As a stylist, like I I see a lot of parallels in your story. I was licensed by 17. Like I went straight out of hair school or high school into hair school. And I can honestly say at 25, I'm not sure, or, you know, in my twenties that I would have even known where to begun starting a tech company. So what did that look like? Like, how did you find the, I guess, first of all, like, what was the process like coming from being a hairstylist and then salon owner to starting a company in a totally different, I mean, similar industry, but a totally different industry. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, I felt like an imposter. Like that was the best way to explain it. It was like, I really have no clue how to build a tech company. And to be honest, at that time, I literally thought you just build the app, you put it in the app store and boom, like it's ready to rock. I realized that that's not how tech companies are built. What happened was I ended up getting um, into an accelerator, into like this, a tech accelerator, which was in Saskatoon, actually charge for your product. Where does, you know, like what what do you need to hire? What kind of technical uh, team are you going to need to scale that out? And then fundraising. This is when I said the tech found me. I didn't find tech because I at that stage, I thought that when you like build an app, you just put it in the app store and then that's it. That's not the case. <laughs> and I think everyone should have a much greater appreciation to every app on your phone because there are thousands of people probably behind those apps that are constantly making sure that they um, are functioning and, and working to keep giving you delight. But honestly, Jody, the moment I was around a team of developers, they were like showing me my prototype and they, we put a bunch of pens on a scale and it sent in Bluetooth in real time the cost of those scales in um, Olaplex. Yeah. I like I broke down. I was like, that was the moment that I was like, you are you are you literally are an inventor of the next stage of salons, and you're gonna have to to do this. So that was the most amazing moment in my career, and it's been hard. I ended up going off to selling the salon and be full time on Salon Scale. Yeah, that was the best day of my life. And I I definitely am am happy with what it's doing for the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was an independent stylist before I got into mentoring and education full-time and I was a salon scale user. And I remember the first time I weighed my color for this client I had, she had tons of hair, but I was like $60 worth of color. Like what? I thought that I was doing pretty good with charging and all the things. And my mind was blown. So I feel like there's, you know, we have this amazing ability to grossly underestimate the expenses because we think of it as, oh, we're purchasing. Well, at the time for me, it was like a $6 tube of color. I'm not sure if that exists anymore in the past three years. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like, I think that it's a really amazing way for stylists to just have way more of a grip. Because we almost have this epidemic, I think, right now in our industry of emotional discounting. And like, it's a perfect storm because over the past couple of years, everything has gone up. Like the cost of everything has increased a ton. But then there's also the flip side where, you know, because 
we all know someone who's got a story, right? And we get close to our clients. So then there's all this guilt from when I talk to stylists, that's one of the big things when it comes to, you know, I know that I need to charge properly because literally my business will sink, but how do I do this when I know that, you know, my client's husband lost his job or like all of these things, there's so much emotion that goes into it. So why do you think that we have that as stylists when, you know, I go to the mechanic, they don't tell me if they raise their prices. They just hand me a bill at the end of it. Right. So what do you think that is in our industry? Yeah, I think, you know, I, there's a few points that I'd like to make here on that, but like, I think the first thing is like, you kind of have to go through a a, a revelation before you get through a revolution. And I think, we're in this revelation that like, we're kind of shocked and we're like, something's not right. And we're taking time and we're seeing that. So that's where we're kind of, you know, moving ourselves to making change and revolutionizing the way that we price and charge. And so when we look at revelation and we're like, what, what, what made us be shook today about it? And it was inflation. It was the fact that like, oh no, now, now's the time. Like you need to be aware of that. And when we go back, like, you know, let's say like a decade ago, we just simply weren't doing the services that we were are doing today. We weren't, we didn't have all these extra, you know, tint and like root touch and smudges and balayages and these intense, you know, you know, treatments that are are trend-based business, right? Like the trend-based business came from social media, which is the same timeline. And then we had to have harder and harder conversations with our guests. And that's where that emotion comes in. And that's the hardest part about a hairdresser, especially when you're the one in charge of charging. Like mm-hmm. no, no artist sits in front of their painting is like, this will be $3,000. They get to put it on a wall, let mm-hmm. people observe it. And then they have a value. It's there and they get to walk away. Yeah. We, we have to look people in the mirror and tell them right then and there what the cost is. And that's really hard. It's a really hard thing to do. But, you know, weakness is also our greatest strength. That's also a strength that we have. And we have to kind of lean into those things as stylists. But I think we're building a generation of, of really financial literate salon owners and people that are like proud of themselves. So we're starting to see this whole new generation of people that are like, separating that emotion but they're doing it with tools like salon scale they're doing it with tools to be able to say well it costs 25 dollars. i'm just going to add that on top and then make sure that my costs are covered yes and it's clear i think that's the biggest thing because you're absolutely right you know i started in the hair industry 15 years ago my mom's a salon owner so generational stylist as well so there has been such a shift and i think it is really hard for people who started back before like you said all this like trend and you know it was a very different relationship because back in the day it was almost rare to go above your ticket price right like we didn't have as much of a range you know for some people you'd be like oh you have extra long thick hair we're doing extra highlights so it'll be an extra like 25 dollars or whatever but it wasn't as commonplace whereas now every single service on every single client completely varies a lot of the time from time from product all the things so I think you're right that the new generation coming into the industry, that's going to be a given from the get-go. So I think that's going to help really elevate the industry as a whole. And I love that you brought that up. So what do you think are some of the tools that we can use? And I mean, like, I like to give really actionable, like you can apply this to your business when you leave this episode kind of advice. So what can stylists do to break through the emotional discounting trap. Cause I think that's what it is. 
Yeah, I think the first thing is uh, the first thing is mental. You know, it's it if this is your wake up call and this is your sound and your sounding board right now to cause action, this is not personal. It is what your business needs. You work for your business. So you have to make sure you take that emotion away. And what does that mean? Like you're part of the economy. Do you pay taxes? If you pay taxes and you live like the rest of the economy, inflation is, is natural. And every year the economy is going one to 2%. So today you're going to say I'm part of the economy. And the way I say that is if you are not increasing like that one to 4% inflation every year, just on inflation alone in five years, you could ha- suffer a loss of anywhere from five to $7,000. Like that's how fast one, like not sitting in with just natural inf- inflation. That's how much you'll lose every year. Right? So if that is your wake up call, just mentally get yourself to a place like enough is enough. I need to make sure that the variable parts of my business are covered. And now what do I need to do with that? Like, Salon scale is going to take your, take the emotion away, take the guesswork away. It's going to allow you to keep doing what you're doing. Don't make it complicated. Leave it how it is. Just add your parts on tap, add those things on top and you'll be set up. And I think the number one thing that people fear about salon scale is like, well, how do I do this? And how, like, it almost becomes a thing where they're like afraid to get started because they're making up all these issues. So just challenge yourself. Like, am I making, am I manifesting all these issues or what, what would happen if I just tried? What happens if I just jumped, you know? Yeah. So again, uh, the, those are the two things I say, like definitely go ahead and get yourself a salon scale and then get yourself out of your own way and believe that you are worthy of what you need to do. I love that. And I know that you have like a kind of a specific ethos on pricing with salon scale, right? So, and just for anyone who's listening to, there will be a discount code available for you so that you yeah. can go ahead and check it out. Um, I was a salon scale user behind the chair and it changed the way that I priced. I did things a little bit, you know, I kind of added it in, like you said, but I know that there's kind of something else that you, you talk about and that's parts and labor pricing, right? So can you tell me a little bit about what that looks like as far as applying? Cause this, I think is the ultimate in taking emotion out of pricing. It's so straightforward. It's so simple. And I would love for you to kind of fill us in on what that looks like with salon scale. Yeah. So there's many different ways in which we can price. We can price by hour. We can price by menu. We can include costs in, we can back those costs out. Uh, We can do like bundled things. Like a lot of people are trying to be like, here's a package just to make it easy. But the thing I just challenge you on, and the reason why I always push back people onto parts and labor mindset is if you try to make something standard, that is not standard. Like if client A comes in and has long hair and client B comes in and has short hair, are those colors and is the service performing the same? It's not like no heads are the same. So that's a variable expense and trying to like blanket it into a cost and have a fixed one. It's like, you're trying to cram this variable expense in a fixed one and it doesn't really work. Ultimately what happens is, is in time, you also are putting yourself, are you working for the future? Are you working to do the things that haven't worked in the past? Meaning if you have a flat fee and like, you're like, it's, this is what it is. Like, I just want to make it easy for the customer. Well, what happens when, again, the inflation goes up again, now you're going to have to increase that price anyways. So I say 1% better every day, meaning if you just, you're already doing everything right. Your menu's fine. Leave yeah. it as it is. And the parts and labor theory comes in. Your labor is now simply your menu. So whether yeah. you are an hourly rate, so whatever your hourly set is, it'll be that plus parts. Yeah. 
yeah. is your price or if your labor is a menu so i charge x for a balayage x for a haircut you can use that menu as your labor plus your parts which is going to be your variable parts of your business equals your price now your customers it's fair it's the fairest way to price because your customers that have that long thick hair will only pay for what they're using but now your clients that have like less density are never going to get like you know get charged more just because right. you have to increase overall pricing so everyone gets fairness there yeah that makes a lot of sense and i think too you know one of the big things when it comes to price increases when i talk to stylists is the fear of like implementing the change right so that's always the, the tough conversations, all of those things. Whereas what I like about charging out with salon scale is like, they know that that's part of their price, right? So if that fluctuates, it doesn't actually have to be a conversation every time. And I'm not saying that you can't change your rates on top of that because you should, because there's so many other expenses, but you know, it doesn't have to be every single time. You don't have to be like, Oh, like my color pricing went up. Now I have to have all these conversations with all of these clients. So it's almost like by restructuring once you're safeguarding yourself against having to do all these like really big, stressful price increases that we just avoid and don't end up doing. Exactly. And a lot of the times we might put in, okay, two ounces of color is this, blah, blah, blah. So when I do this thing, I'm going to, I'm just going to allocate that in inside the budget. But you know, what happens is like, sometimes you use like three ounces or four ounces. And sometimes those things are accounted for and nine times out of 10, every one of those ones are, should have been doubling that formula. Why? Because if you use it, you have to restock it. So what happens is even if you want to just put it all packaged in there and that's what you want to do, like, I mean, this is your business. What I find is no one is putting cash flow back into this restock. And, right. and so, yeah, okay, sometimes it's paid for, sometimes you go over, but there is no cash flow to restock. And that's why when you go to your bank accounts and that's why when you go to buy things, it's low, is because the biggest leak in your business right now is that you're not building cash flow around your inventory. And right. by separating your parts from labor, you're building a bank account just like you do with your retail to help support the supply to continue to do the services that you're doing. That is such a great way of looking at it. And this is, you know, we don't learn this stuff in hair school. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, like I haven't been doing any of this, it's not too late to implement changes. It is literally never too late. And honestly, in my experience with both behind the chair and in coaching other stylists, the biggest leaks tend to be those high ticket services that you love doing because there's this weirdness around, you know, most people have like a certain price that they're not really comfortable charging above. And I think that that can be what happens. So if you have a really simple, clear way of knowing what every service costs, it's not going to feel as weird and you're not going to be losing money on the services that you love doing. Yeah. And honestly, when you get clear, clear is kind. We've heard this over and over. And when you get clear on those costs, you simply just can't, this is not a hobby. This is your business. And, you know, being able to actually have tangible results in front of you showing those things. I always kind of say, it's like, you know, when Starbucks came out and just even still, you know, when you like buy a cup of Starbucks, like, you know, the value of the cup of coffee. So like you will reheat that 
like three times you're not throwing it away because that thing was like six dollars seven dollars right so that's the one missing piece that we've had with salon supply and especially colors like we didn't know how much the bowl is we knew we like mixed too much or we knew we took these tubes and mixed it and whatever and we Mm -hmm. knew it cost us stuff but we didn't know the actual value salon Mm -hmm. scale gives you that value like you'll instantly see the cost so that you're now like oh so you start turning yourself like just naturally your behavior changes naturally just like you had when you're like holy shit that was $60. Like yeah. <laughs> naturally you'll be like, I'm never doing that again because every time I charge and by time I pay my overhead, my bills and that $60 to restock it, I actually made only 20 bucks an hour. Like that, that is not yeah. okay. No, it's, it's crazy when you think of it that way. Right. And I think like the other point that I just kind of came up when it comes to emotional discounting and pricing and making sure that you build your business in a sustainable way is all of the guilt is coming from you feeling like, you know, losing, like raising the prices is somehow a disservice to your clients. But think about what happens if you don't, if you don't raise your prices, you can't afford education. Maybe your business doesn't survive and then you're not able to take care of those clients anyway. So I think like, you know, we always think, okay, if I can keep my prices low, that's better customer service. But I challenge you to flip that on its head and think about what's going to happen in your business. If you do lose that 5% every year, if you do lose that 10% every year, because with the best will in the world, you can't sustain that. It's just not possible. Yeah. And I think also like if these people are booking in with you and like pre-booking and doing all this, they're committed. They're not in like an okay relationship. They're committed to you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you hear it when they sit in your chair, they're like, oh, I couldn't imagine. Oh, like, are you like not having you? You're the best. Like they are not just feeding you lies, believe what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And therefore it's like, it has to be a win-win situation. So you don't get resentful you yeah. know, essentially we, we start getting resentful of the customer because we're like, I wish they would know, but they don't know because you're not valuing that, that business too. And just being clear on, on the cost of the operational expenses. And what we do is we usually like build ourselves emotionally back, 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 back till we have enough courage or we're like mad to like then make yeah. action. Right. And then, and, and it's just kind of like, instead of living such a jarring life and pushing yourself to that, what, what if one change one little change could completely change that for you. And you know that everything is being paid for and you know exactly how much you're making. Like that is the world I'd love to see everyone live. And at the end of the day, you should never feel bad to make money off every aspect of your business, like ever. And if there are tools, um, whether it's salon scale, whether it's any other software, whether it's anything that gets handed to you that will make you more money, that will make you more, not take away not cause you anything, but give you more something, you need to run towards it. It's like, this thing's going to give you more money. It's not going to take more. And that's important to think about. I love that. And not only money, but also time. Like there's so many for anyone who hasn't yet listened to the episode where I talk about automating salon scale comes up in that episode too, because it's not just about like all of the things that we've talked about today are key and probably the most important, but you've also got some really cool features that can help save stylists time. One of the ones that I was looking at when I was kind of researching is that there's now a way to automate your color order. Yes. 
That was yes. my least favorite part of being an independent stylist. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> well, especially as an independent stylist, like, I mean, your time is the most important thing right now, right? Because you don't have the receptionist. You don't have, some of you have assistants, but a lot of times you're doing all this on your own. So like pre-booking, there's so much, like you don't have the time to do those things. And then like orders and a lot of the like operational stuff in the business, it's, it's, it gets exhausting. That, and that's the part where it makes you want to run back to your probable salon. It's like, oh, I just miss having that. So with, with salon scale, you're right. We, we were like, if every day you're already logging in your formulas to get the cost, we have every tube that you're using. So we basically just did the math for you. So you can kick the can and stop having to worry about like keeping all your tabs in a can and then like order it or order last minute. We will give you exactly what you used in real time. So more of a just in time. So especially if you are operating a business um, of one, this is going to be finally like your manager back in your, like your, like your uh, front desk help or whoever's doing orders. Like it's back in, back in your pocket because okay. it will give you a list. You do a list. You want to order that week and you want to order whatever you used the last week. It gives you the exact list of every tube that you used in the last week. And then you only order what you're using. So no more overstocking. We want to make sure that we are like setting ourselves up to make sure that we have the most cash flow in our business. So yeah, I think you'll find that is like the my next fave part about yeah. solid scale is opti- optimizing time as well. It's huge. And it's so important now. Like we've got, you know, stylists wear a lot of hats <laughs> and the less you can do manually, the better off you'll be and the less burnt out and more profitable you'll be at the end of the day. So thank you so much for joining me today. This was amazing. I'm going to close out just by asking you, since I've got you here, are there any like favorite hidden features that you have for Salon Scale that you, you know, maybe people who are using it don't like know about or any little tricks to optimize using it? Yeah. I mean, I think as far as my favorite for favorite part about Salon Scale on the actual app itself, it tells you your cost per session. So why is that important? It tells you your average cost per session. So you'll notice it on the top of the page right away. It'll be like $14 and 50 cents, or it might say like $32. And so that gives you a quick way to do a consultation. So someone comes to you and says, how much is my service today? And let's say you're, you're an hourly rate. So you're like a hundred dollars an hour and you know, it'll take two hours. You'll say it's $200 plus, and then you use that number plus about $34. It gives you an instant snapshot of how much you on average use per session. It is absolutely brilliant. This is finally the scale for you. What that means is, you know, it's like, you know, that's that number that like that, that goal weight you want to get to. That's what that number does. So it allows you to actually get a, a weight of like what you use. And then if you start going higher than that, then you might want to reconsider what you're using in products it's like showing that your costs are increasing or decreasing but forever we've never had a snapshot of what the actual standard prices that we're using per session and now you have it that is amazing oh well I'm so grateful to you for coming on the show today and talking about your baby like I think it's so amazing that you know you created this from seeing a problem as a salon owner and then solving it for an entire industry for now and years to come. So I appreciate you so much. And I really appreciate you coming and sharing your knowledge today. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. 
If you're interested in learning more about Salon Scale and getting a discount on your annual bundle, you could head to jodybrown.ca slash salon scale or use the code Jody10 for 10% off your annual bundle subscription, which also comes with a totally free Bluetooth scale. So I love Salon Scale. I used it behind the chair and essentially this hair color management software is going to tell you the exact cost of hair color on every bowl in real time. You can rest easy knowing everything leaving the color bar is paid for and that is definitely worth its weight in gold. So if you're not already a Salon Scale user, I highly recommend that you go check them out. Again, you can find that at jodybrown.ca slash Salon Scale, and I will pop the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.